This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey guys, I always thought if I called you, it would be to say something really rude and crude. So that was my ultimate goal today. But I have to tell you, after listening to your episode with Johan, as a guy that suffers from like amazing depression and it's hard to get out of bed every morning and I have no plans past, you know, the upcoming week just because. I got to tell you, that helped so much. That was amazing. Nobody puts out stuff like you do. Thank you so much. Glory hell, motherfuckers. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Tom. I'm so glad you had the guy on who wrote Tiny Thinkers. Um, I'm going to try to get the books uh, from my library. Uh, I'm a librarian. And I also have kind of a cool story. Um, when I was in college... I dated the great-grandson of Garrett Morgan, and um, we went out for maybe two years, um, so I guess kind of a long time, <laughs> and um, he was an artist, uh, a sculptor, and uh, a really cool guy, and I actually kind of miss him, so it was really cool to hear about you know, his great-grandfather, and uh, it just very awesome, so you guys keep it up. Be awesome and glory hole, motherfuckers. Hey guys, thanks for having Johan Hari on your last episode. I watched, I watched, I listened to his previous book, Chasing the Scream, and I really did appreciate a lot of how he started from a perspective of why, as opposed to how shall we condemn these people. And I'm really glad that he's tackling a topic that is a big problem for me and a lot of people that I know and I'm really looking forward to the book so if he writes anything else please have him on the show and if you guys have the ability to push anything else like this of let's take a real hard skeptics look at how we're dealing with current problems and hardline solutions to solve them like seriously we need to be pushing this information and data a hell of a lot harder than we currently are so I love you glory hole Hey, Tom and Cecil, this is Natalie. I am calling from about a mile outside of Baltimore City. And I just want to say that we know en route can go eat a big old bag of dicks because Baltimore is actually kind of a right-wing paradise. I mean, we've got free market. Uh, there's tons of segregation. We've got storefront churches all over the place. And tons of guns. So I don't know what the fuck his problem is. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Glory hole. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. So I feel a certain um like a, like a kind of pressure right now. Like we got this new microphone. New microphone. And I, you know, I'm a little I gotta do my my vocal warm like like what is the That's weird. Where you shake your throat or whatever. That's your chicken skin and you you give it a fibble. Your turkey beard. And you 
and you give it a you give it a loose skin shake. Look, I'm 40. There's a lot Man, of loose skin. And I I have a lot of loose just, skin shake. I'm basically just it a skin gets, tag with arms. It never arms. gets very taut. Skin. <laughs> it's always a loose skin. I'm like an old trampoline yeah, like, jumped on only by fat people. Like that's <laughs> just like sagging and shitty. <laughs> Big tear in my side. You lose your foot in there. <laughs> Some kid just breaks uh, his arm trying to play near oh me. Oh, gosh. I just, it, you know, I, all right. So this is a new microphone. Let's give it a hell. Okay, you ready? Just rock it, Tom. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago. How's it sound? It sounds okay. This is Cognitive Dissonance. It sound better if I was doing it. <laughs> well, you're welcome to give it hell, big guy. <laughs> Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes it news. Makes it the news? It was close. Fuck you're, it. You makes it. it big or <laughs> makes us mad. It's the microphone. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome at this is episode 408 of Cognitive Dissonance. And we have a uh, we got a, we got a controversial issue to talk about. Well, we talked about specifically episode yeah, four hundred seven. <laughs> we got a lot of email about yeah, four hundred seven. We got a lot. Um, we got a lot of messages about four hundred seven and uh, voicemails about four hundred. It was uh, we had Johan Hari on last time, and uh, I was actually contacted by um, uh, right after the episode released a skeptic I actually admire. Like uh, Michael Marshall sent me a message. Oh, and, and who did uh, you admire? Oh, was there another uh, guy? Of the of the skeptics, Andy Wilson. Of the no, <laughs> God no. Oh my Andy God. Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he already contacted one person yeah. this year. Andy His Wilson. Time isn't up. Andy yet. Wilson will get to the episode sometime next year. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, but Marsh contacted me and said, "Hey, just so you know, Johan's a little controversial." And there was somebody who wrote an article about it, and a bunch of people sort of sent this article to us. Yeah. Um, and the article basically says. Uh, look, uh, and if you read this article, this is, I'm going to summarize the article. The article says, look, one, I only read a a portion of the book. I didn't read the whole book Two, I don't totally disagree with what Johan says. I just disagree with his, the way in which he's portraying the entirety of sort of the psychiatric field. Right. It makes it sound like what he's saying is that nobody is give, is looking into these environmental factors and the other factors, uh, and the and also nobody is looking into alternative treatments to antidepressants. And the person who wrote this article strongly disagrees with that. They don't right. they don't agree with that 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 stand that stance. They don't think that Hari is taking a stance that is uh, true to the medical profession, true to the medical field. And I don't know anything about psychiatric treatment. Um, so I don't know whether that's true or not true. Um, what I do know is, and what I want to tell the audience is, is don't get your medical advice from a book period. or a podcast period. End of story. Yeah. What you want to do if you, if this book inspires you, right? Like you pick this book up, you read it and you think, you know, there's some really interesting ideas in here. And then you go and talk to your doctor about it. I think that's probably a good thing, right? To, to, to start a new conversation with your doctor and say, hey, you know, maybe we haven't explored these things and your doctor then talks to you about whether or not those things would work for you. That's a great conversation to have. And I think everybody would want to encourage that conversation to happen. Right. Um, what I don't want people to do is to think that they could pick this book up and cure their depression. I don't want people to think, and we tried to, we pressured Hari initially very, right. very much about making sure to say that 
Getting off your meds is not an answer, period. Never think that that's an answer without, you know, without consulting. That's not doctor. our answer or anyone that we're going to have on yeah. this show yeah. to give you advice, exactly. right? Like exactly. if that's, if that's an answer for you, it's an answer for you and your doctor. Yeah. It's not an answer. Yeah. Certainly not an answer for you and an author of a book to have. Right. One of the things I was thinking about too, is like, you know, depression is a, is something that doctors are constantly screening for. I, I don't know about you, Tom, but every time I go to a, the doctor here, they ask me the same five questions before they do anything to me every single time. And it's, have you had any thoughts, suicidal thoughts recently? Have you been depressed in the last 30 days? You know, it's like these five questions that they ask. They always ask me about my drinking every single time. Well, that's because you come in drunk. <laughs> okay. Wait, the doctor is scary. Yeah. And it's the only way I can deal with the emotion. It's That's my decision. Yeah. Leave me alone. Let's move on. But in any case, I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you deal with it? Is that something that happens? I'm trying to remember. You know, I, I will say uh, the last time I went, they asked me if I felt safe at home for real. So, so there and are they, always questions, yeah, right? That they, right. That they're sort of screening for. But for yeah. me, it's always been depression. And so, and at least at the current place, well, maybe that I'm if going you to, smiled when you went in once in a while, it might you know? be that it might be that the, the the current UIC place that I go to, yeah, and, they that's their protocol, yeah, right? They right. say we're going to screen for depression because we feel like people on depressed that are depressed might be slipping through the cracks. To be fair, I did a semester at UIC and it was fucking depressing, yeah, right? So I, yeah. I don't like if I worked there, I'd be like. Oh, we should just, we should just screen, get this out of the let's way. Screen for depression. <laughs> That's certainly the case. But I wanted to say, I wanted to say a couple of things. One is be be sure to don't don't just take, you know, don't look at Johan Hari as somebody who you're gonna is gonna like change your life with a book. Talk to your doctor if you're having problems. Yeah. You know, the doctor, like I say, my doctor always screens for it. So they're they're waiting for you to ask about depression problems. So go talk to somebody about it. And the other thing I wanted to say is a bunch of people sent us messages about like, you know, how he's, you, you shouldn't listen to him. One person even went so far as to say, Johan Hari should be on Be Reasonable, which is Be Reasonable which is, Skeptical, which is right. a different show. But but, <laughs> but the, I, right. I listened to the entire, you know, I was in the entire interview. I, I heard what he had to say. There wasn't a single moment that I felt like, like, this guy is an absolute wackaloon. Like this guy I, I didn't is feel a like crazy he was a, a woo surveyor. I, it didn't feel like that to me. And I'm maybe I'm not smart enough when it comes to psychiatric treatment. Maybe maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe I maybe well, I don't get it. Let's be fair. Neither of us read the book. Right. So I bought the book after the interview. I thought what he had to say was interesting yeah. enough that I bought the book. I started it, but I haven't finished it. Yeah. So you know, I I think you know, like you say. It, we got a lot of email. We got yeah. a lot of very positive email about this as well. So I think people were galvanized in some way by the interview. Yeah. I'd encourage you, if you're interested, read the book, read the criticisms of it. You know, let us know, you know, if you have, I, I am genuinely curious. Like what I, what I find terribly unconvincing and uncompelling are articles that start with, I didn't read it, but yeah, you know, it's like, I didn't read the whole thing, but here's my counterpoint. Yeah. Eh. I, I, that's just, that's an uninteresting, yeah. I'm already bored. Like, yeah. it's like, I didn't read it, but here's yeah. the thing I don't like. And we about d- it, we didn't know? read it either, but we didn't, we're not, I didn't I'm not have, saying, yeah, you're I, not. I didn't have an opinion on it. Right. I just asked him questions. Right. right? I, I, I yeah. think his, I think his ideas are interesting, right? Yeah. I think there's a certain amount of generally intuitive sense that they make. I think I know enough to be careful about the things that appeal to my general intuitive sense of sure. how the world works. Right. So yeah, I, I went and bought the book. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. and then I'll read it yeah. and see what I think after yeah. I read it. Um, there was also criticism of Johan Hari being a plagiarist. That is something we didn't know about. Like I didn't, I don't, I've never even heard of the guy before he contacted our show. Like I literally had never heard of him, but when he contacted our show and I watched the Ted talk he did and I, and I started reading some of the stuff that he had put out, I, I thought he was an interesting person yeah. to book. So that's why I did it. Um, but I didn't do a detailed background history on him. So if he has plagiarism in his past, I didn't know about it when we booked him. And it, uh, to be fair, the the, the uh, plagiarism was from 2011. It's been seven years. Yeah. You know, my, I think even CJ Whirlman can change in seven years. I don't think CJ Whirlman can change. <laughs> I don't like CJ Whirlman. <laughs> <laughs> This story is from The Economist, uh, and this is terrible. Republican governors try to avoid holding special elections. Um, and this is pretty much what it sounds like. This is a story about government, uh, Governor Scott Walker up in Wisconsin. Uh, there are two seats. He appointed two guys, um, one from, from his uh, assembly and one from the Senate. He appointed them to serve in his, in his government, which opened yeah. up two available seats within yeah. the legislature. In, in their House legislature, right. yeah. And rather than holding special elections to fill those, because he's seen that those might be challengeable seats, even though the balance of power in Wisconsin is we'll clearly change, Republican yeah. favored. He's, he actually is, is proposing a law that is so like crazily written. It's like, you know, we don't hold special elections on anything other than alternating Thursdays when the sun is setting on, yeah. you know, yeah, like right, yeah. it's a great, like actually I want to, I want to read to you what, what the proposed law says, because it is, it is such an obvious play to make sure we don't do it this time. The law says they want to pass a bill that would no longer allow special elections after the state's spring election in even numbered years. What the fucking what? Yeah. They what? Just, what they, they don't want, want midterm elections. They don't want midterm yep. special elections. Yep. They want to wait. They want to push this off. Right. So that they they have plenty of time. Because one of the things that happened was one of the seats did flip. So they did have an election right. and did flip. And it was a it was a place in their in their government that they thought was very Stable, secure. Yeah. It was very secure for the Republican seat. Um and they still they they want to hold it off. They want to just push back. They want to put you know basically sweep back the tide for a little while and hope that they can put some mechanisms in place to hopefully save these seats. Right. Even though, like you say, it's not going to flip the government there at all. Like the government's just fine. It's still going to stay Republican. It's not an issue. It's it. But but what I think and what they're suggesting they're worried about. And this is the Economist, by the way. This isn't like a fucking left leaning lefty paper. Oh, this uh, is the Economist. On. The Economist may as well be written by Rachel yeah, Maddow. Exactly. Yeah. Rachel Maddow writes every article in the Economist. She would. You'd think she'd be tired. Yeah. You would. You think. would. You would think she'd be exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. But it's you know this is not a lefty paper. This is the Economist, and they're saying you know look. Here's a, this is a real problem with democracy. This is yep. a real problem. And it's it's state democracy. It's not federal democracy. But this isn't just one state. It says two other Republican governors, Rick Snyder of Michigan and Rick Scott of Florida, are stalling on special elections. Yep. So other places in this country are stalling on special elections. And it was brought to my attention. Um, I posted this on my Facebook page and someone brought it to my attention that I, and I don't, again, I don't know exactly how true this is, but I don't, it's not that I don't distrust the source. I think the source is probably telling me the truth. Um, it's a guy by the name of Tim that both of us, you, you and I both know. Yeah. Um, it, he said that during, uh, one of the elections when George Bush and I probably the first election that George Bush was coming onto the ballot, he didn't get it in, in time for it to be on the Illinois ballot. He was not in on time or something. Okay. And, a democratic, all democratic government, House, Senate, 
and governor all passed a law to let him come onto the ballot specifically so that there would be a choice for the Republicans in this state to actually have that ability. That's where we've come in this under 20 year time is from, you know, yeah, what we really need is some really, you know, we got to make sure that we have fair elections to let's put it off. The people don't need to vote on this right now. He's making that decision for everybody in in his entire state that they don't get to vote on. I know it's not in the state. It's only in that district, district, but it's still, you know what I mean? Like all those people now are disenfranchised. They don't, they don't get to decide whether or not they want to change that seat. Well, this feels fundamentally not terribly different than not filling a Supreme court vacancy. It does to me too. Yeah. It's like, look, whether you like it or lump it, we have a vacancy and and those vacancies are representative, right? Right. So if it's Supreme Court representation, those people are all there to serve our interests as our as a citizenry. They're not there to serve a political party's interests. They're there to serve the citizens' interests, right. right? They're constituents. And if the constituency is Democratic or that the constituency is Republican, be it as it may, that's why we have elections to figure that shit out. And let's, let's be real about that, too. They're going to gerrymander the fucking shit out of these. Although, did you see that the uh, Supreme Court is hearing yet another gerrymandering another one, yeah, case? Yeah, another one. So that yeah. that actually might that might turn into yeah. something. Well, there there was there was one that came up in one state where the Democrats had gerrymandered and they're bringing it right. to their attention. I'm like, fucking A, man. I don't care, I don't who does care it. where it yeah. is. I want to make sure that gerrymandered districts are not a thing. All this shit. I understand that you have to draw the districts weird. Like, I understand that that's a thing. And I realize that the districts can't just be like a square. I understand that because of the population, right? You've got to make sure that those populations are set up. Right. But it, it, it just feels like, you know, when you see these ones that go, you know, 60 or 70 miles straight out and it's just a strip. Yep. And then well, it comes like, back and you're yeah. just like, come on. Like, how does that even work? It's like, it's like how they make O'Hara part of Chicago. Right. Yeah. It's like, you got Chicago and then there's like this tentacle that miles, reaches out. Yeah. And it's like, it's not that far, but still, it's, it's still, like 20 yeah. miles. It's right. 20 miles away. It's just expressway. And it's just expressway. Until you get to like all this expressway yeah. in Chicago. And so and if, here's the airport. If I lived on the expressway, I'd be a Chicago taxpayer. <laughs> you know? And if you drive to and for, to and uh, to and from Chicago, you do live on the uh, expressway. That is very you true. You do live on the expressway. It's true. And you can I get, get my mail yeah, forwarded there. You can get your lawyer to see if he can knock your tax taxes down because you're because I'm you know yeah. you're in a, you're a resident now. <laughs> so yeah. I pay resident rates just because of my fucking vehicular <laughs> traffic. In 2010, the Holy Spirit told me that a black ubiquitous membrane would descend over America and suffocate the people. Freedom would be taken away. This story is from Right Wing Watch. Uh, after getting booted from YouTube. <laughs> Rick Wiles warns that leftists will soon start executing Christians. <laughs> that seems like, Oh God, this is going to be great. All right, here we go. All right. Come Wiles. on, Ricky. America's leftist snowflakes are furious that half the country no longer listens to their idiotic Marxist propaganda. Oh, that, that is the worst straw man. I'm furious that half of America doesn't listen to my mixtape. I think that's, I'm very upset by that. Well, Cecil, you record it with the commercials. All yeah. right. It's, I know you hit play record after the DJ is done talking. Do you remember? Uh, I do. I you're do. Like waiting for your favorite song to come on. So you're always missing like the first five bars of your right? favorite song. And the fucking DJ would talk over yeah. it a little bit. Like, ah, oh, this is going to be blah, blah, this blah. This is a long distance the dedication to you're like, shut the Terry. fuck up. Yeah. You're ruining the or song, he'll come man. On, he'll come on right at the end. Yeah, right. And it'll be like, that was Nine Inch Nails with uh, 
Oh, it'd be great if they sounded like that and played nine inch nails, but they sound like, like a, like a, like a <laughs> jazz timing. lounge yeah. DJ. Like that was uh nine was inch wish nails by a... nine inch nails. Next down in playing. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard anything from like Pretty Hate Machine? Have you put that in in a long time? I don't want to say yes, but yes. Have you? It's so bad. It's so bad. It is like, it's not good. It's, it's so, Pretty Hate Machine is so I insanely self-indulgent. I used to love the song Down In It when I was a kid. I did like, too. I loved it so uh, much. Oh, fucking blow. And uh, Ring Finger maybe is the name of the yeah, song or uh-huh. something. I love that song too. I thought they were amazing. And then I listened to them recently. I was like, Ugh. it's <laughs> I've recently, it's just really dated like it's yeah. just really dated like you hear it and it's not that I I don't I didn't like it then and I loved it I'm not just saying I liked it then I, I fucking, fucking loved, loved that it shit, then. Yeah. I just it's not my music anymore like I listen to it and it's clearly not my music anymore I find the lyrics embarrassing now yeah like I was like I identified with that I was a self-indulgent narcissistic prick <laughs> Because that spoke to me, and that is self-indulgent narcissistic bullshit. Yeah, I, I, when you listen to like, like everything is I, I, me, 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 I, I, me, me. That's what I mean. All I, I, me, me, me. It's It's not terrible. There's there's no, and it, and really, that whole album is about like, it's your first breakup. Like it's like the the whole album. When you listen to it, you're just like, oh, you got hooked. I'm real sorry. Let's go to Denny's. You can cry into your coffee. But seriously, like that's what it is. Like it's like it's like your first heartbreak. And so I, I think it meant a lot to me back then. You know, because you know you had yeah, your first, you're like your first puppy love, stuff, and you're yeah. like, oh, you know. And now, like when you're when you're older and more cynical, you're just like, oh, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody breaks up and you just whack them on the nose of oh, the newspaper and like, rub their oh nose in God. it. Oh, God. You have no idea the pain that you're going to endure in this lifetime. You have no idea. You're just like talking to yourself like, in the mirror. It's like, uh, stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> you're just hitting yourself in the head. It's like, a, why are you so stupid? <laughs> Worthless dummy. <laughs> Uh, that's from that movie where the guy like leans in to kiss like the porn star boogie nights or whatever yeah where he like leans in to Uh kiss the porn star and the guy's like what the fuck (laughs) stupid 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 my ancestors were german were white (laughs) so white unlike you mud races (laughs) reformed church members who fled religious persecution in Europe in the 1700s. To persecute people yeah, religiously look, here. We just wanted to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Risked everything to come to America so they could worship God freely. And kick out the yeah. Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, like at all the gates to get into America, there's just like, there's like a gradient color chart. <laughs> You cannot you come in if you are this color. You must or be this white, white to this ride white, this ride. This white <laughs> or above. Sorry, guys. There's freedom running through my veins. <laughs> it turns out freedom is terrible at transporting oxygen to the brain. <laughs> America it's gets really, that. America gets that confused a lot. That's cheese sauce. Yeah. <laughs> if you have freedom running through your veins, like your white blood cells are fucking bald eagles. <laughs> You gotta give flights like, caca, caca. 
It just flies out and goes right into the pie thing. Me? I'm USA negative. USA negative. Oh, gosh. How fucking stupid. Freedom is running Running through through my my veins. veins. You fucking, you fucking pompous piece of garbage. Oh, my God. My ancestors were not silenced, and I won't be silenced by YouTube. Yes, you, <laughs> yes, you will. will. You're, You're going to com- take it and like it. <laughs> this guy is comparing the act of, like, right. packing up all of your shit yeah. and getting on a boat and traveling across the fucking Atlantic Ocean to fucking be a part of a country where you don't fucking know anybody and starting... With YouTube, with getting a, uploading a video on YouTube? YouTube, are you kidding me? The fucking immigrant experience is being compared as a fucking synonymous or analogous moment with being like, well, my video isn't uploaded free on this website anymore. <laughs> so that's like the same thing. That's like the same thing, guys. Are you kidding me? Anybody, How brave you are. Does anybody have any virtual tea I can throw into a virtual <laughs> harbor? <laughs> so stupid. Oh, um, my God. It's so stupid. It's like, I won't be silenced, but yes, you will. Yes, yes, you absolutely will be silenced because it's not a free platform. It's not a fucking, it's not a public it's not. It's just some company doesn't want you to play at their fucking business anymore. I love to, like, there's something that makes me laugh about watching old men say the word YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be on YouTube, YouTube anymore. <laughs> Why won't you let me on the tubes? <laughs> you know his grandson has to show him how to upload the video every week. His granddad, I showed you already. Your hate speech goes just, to the corner. Just drag it, drag it, and drop it. Drag. No, left click, Grandpa. Left click. <laughs> Every week, his son's like, no, see, YouTube is not a tube. It's a big truck. Stop trying to fuck it. Every generation has its tyrants. We have tech tyrants. YouTube, the company that gave you the ability to have this freedom and is now just like, well... Yeah, you're, but not you. Yeah, you're, you're annoying. An <laughs> you're an asshole. You're, you're a tech tyrant. Oh. <laughs> Start Go to that. What was that one where they're like, like they were super, uh, there was one clip that we listened to where someone was saying this, this other platform is good, is beating out YouTube and it's oh, like the conservative yeah. YouTube or whatever. I'm yeah. like, just go there. Because like, nobody knows what it is because yeah, it's not beating out anything. I can't even it's remember. not even beating like, off. I, I literally can't even remember. <laughs> like I'm pressing my head to be like, squeeze it out. Like a pimple. I can't get it out. I have warned for years that a spirit of Nazism is rising up inside the USA. Well, it's inside YouTube, yeah. actually. <laughs> it's rising up inside YouTube. I agree with that. Yeah, it's also on Twitter <laughs> and on Facebook. That's where yeah. the Nazis are. They, they've they've encircled a fucking statue somewhere <laughs> in Charlottesville. <laughs> There's a spirit. The spirit of Nazism rose up here in Illinois, and some asshole's gonna run, run for Congress. fucking Congress. The new Nazis are here. America is on the verge of a French Revolution-style upheaval. 
I thought it was German Nazis. <laughs> Jesus. Who's invading who? It feels like a sort of international buffet. Going on here. <laughs> I'm ordering uh, the pancakes. I would like a helping of German Nazism. Ooh, <laughs> and can I have a side of that French Revolution? It looks so decadent. So, so decadent. <laughs> I shouldn't, why, but... Why, yes, I'll eat cake. <laughs> I, I really shouldn't, but I'll just take the Polish sausage. <laughs> during which leftist mobs will seek to execute Christians and conservatives. Now that seems like a stretch. <laughs> oh, hey, so, guys, we got to kill 75% of the population. Today. And they, uh, we have to kill them because they somehow got kicked off of YouTube. Yeah. Now, how will we find them? Well, they'll be the ones who aren't on YouTube. That's how we'll find them. That's... They'll be the ones with the protest signs to YouTube. <laughs> Ready to stick it in the glory hole? Get links to their Facebook, Twitter, and if you still use it, Google Plus account at their website, dissonancepod.com. If you need to be all discreet about it, contact them by email at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a ransom message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Want to hear Cognitive Dissonance commercial free and gain access to exclusive content, including full patron-only shows? Head to patreon.com forward slash dissonance pod and become a patron to support the show on a per episode basis. Love commercials? Not ready to become a patron? Give the guys a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher. Or tell your buddies in the drunk tank about the show. We want to send a big sloppy glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. This story comes from Pink News. Uh, This is uh, Coach. Not Coach. Not a Coach. Dave Daubenmeyer, uh, internet pastor, don't masturbate because it's gay sex. <laughs> well, well, I do have a guy's hand on my dick. So <laughs> I think that's his actual point. I think that is his actual point. All right, here's the coach. Very honest about it. Masturbation is homosexuality. You're having sex with a man. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. You know, the hard part is bending it while it's still hard to get it in my own ass. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just eventually just stop looking at porn and just start looking at a mirror. You know, it's like, well, you can, who's that hot guy? Who doesn't do that? Who is that hot guy? And then I start pecking at it because I don't know who it is. You you fuck me. I start, I'd fuck me. I start trying to bark at it. I'm like, who is that over there? (laughs) You get it? Now you put images of a woman in your, in your mind, but it's a guy's hand on your dick. But you're having sex with a man. That's his actual <laughs> point. That's his actual point. <laughs> it's interesting that he's saying that because if that's the case, if he's saying like, and, and I don't know if, I don't know if I can get there, but w- w- they say that if you think of a woman lustfully, you're sinning. Right. Right. But like in his mind, the thoughts, the thoughts are not, the thoughts, the thoughts not, don't change the facts, right? right? The thoughts don't change <laughs> Yeah, they're not enough. They're not enough to change whether or not, you know, you're touching yourself. Right. And that's gay. Yeah. It's not gay. I feel like it's like I feel like there has to be another man. Right. Right. So it's like, a gay experience. Right. It's just it's that shit. You're flying that ship solo. If a gay guy jerks off, is that gay sex though? Oh, dude, it's double gay sex. <laughs> it's actually a, it's a threesome. Does I don't he, know. Is it does, like- he, <laughs> does he wink out of existence? <laughs> As soon as he comes, oh, oh, it just implodes into the nothing. Just, where did it go? It's a popping oh, sound. This is the least persuasive uh, argument not amazing. to jerk off I've ever heard. 
like, like you're gonna scare me away from it. <laughs> like you're just like, oh no, this man, is like the, this is like the reefer madness of jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I would jerk off, but then it's gay. Well, fuck it, then I'm gay. <laughs> Who cares? Like fucking, I, I fucking get that shit carved onto my chest. <laughs> if you meant, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Uh, oh, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna masturbate, but I, and then some fucking internet coach pastor <laughs> said that it was, said it, no, I'm gay. Yeah, said I'm gay. Yeah, the only way that you would you would believe that is if you're like super homophobic, right. which means you're probably already gay. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want to admit it. Like it's like who's like looking down at their dick like. Hey, a, I'd fu- I, nice I would dick. suck that dick. That's a big dick. Look at that I dick. I never said that. Never <laughs> that's not an internal monologue. That's not an internal monologue at all. So it's like, are you going to be able to find it in there? <laughs> Press back that little man fupa. <laughs> man fupa. <laughs> man fupa. It's how, it's how, uh, it's how the, that's where the devil will take us if we give him free reign in our minds. Look, if the devil's going to loan me his hand for a while, that's cool too. (laughs) (laughs) He just wants to get taken by the devil. Uh, You know, he's just like, come on, devil, just take me, take me so hard. It's got to be barbed. That's the problem. The the devil's like a, like a, one of those cats. He's like, got just like sticks it in there. Now you got (laughs) to throw water on him to get it off of you. (laughs) You're like spritzing the devil with like a spray bottle. (laughs) Get off of me, devil. What? That wouldn't surprise me because fucking Coach Dave is yowling like a fucking cat in heat over this. <laughs> Just like rubbing himself all over. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Who wants to talk about masturbating with me? That's why I said in the in the commentary that I wrote yesterday, I don't know if I have time to read it. And I don't know if I should read you it. You have all the time you want. It's your it's show. It's the internet. It's also your show. What do you talk? I don't have time. I got other things uh, very for busy. nobody to listen to. <laughs> I, I got to go beat off. <laughs> Sex is a behavior, guys. It's a behavior. An orgasm. Oh, do I have to say that, Lord? Why is he weirded out by orgasm? <laughs> orgasm is super weird for some because he's never given his wife one. <laughs> He's I'm little, so tired of hearing that goddamn word, woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you want an orgasm, and I want a summer house, all right? But we're not all getting the things we wish for. <laughs> Buy me a Mercedes SLK, then we'll talk. Okay. He's so red. He's so uncomfortable. Uh, he said orgasm. He's like, <laughs> this just sounds awful. I just got to say it. Just say it. Come sock. Say it. <laughs> what word is giving a fuck is making this for Clempt? Times one of the greatest feelings that you could ever have is an orgasm. Is a bowel movement. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> he's he's going to talk about putting stuff up his butt. He's going to talk about putting stuff up his butt. He is, he is, I think he's going to go there. Oh, oh, oh yeah. my God. Here we, Here we go. go. You guys ever had one of those moments where you thought you could never get home? It's like, man, I, I, I hold it, I hold it, I got to get home. Can you run in the house? And the relief that comes, well, is is that feeling any different than the relief that you get when you have an orgasm? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pooping doesn't feel like coming. Poop, pooping feels different than <laughs> this coming. This poor guy. <laughs> this poor, poor man. 
<laughs> Maybe he's just super into butt stuff, and he's just getting. Yeah, he's, he's like, like the yeah, fucking yeah. The signals are yeah. all crossed at this point. His brain's just like, I don't know if I'm shitting or coming. I just he's like, I can't even. He's like sitting down to his block of cheese every. <laughs> <evening>. <laughs> He's got like, he's walking down the street with a whole package of baby bells. And he's just <laughs> chugging, walking down the street. Is pouring cheese windows in his mouth. He's constantly <laughs> backed up. So he can spend as much time on the toilet as possible. What he does, he, ba- he it, that's basically like poop edging. Like yeah. he backs himself <laughs> up poop for like for like five days. The grossest thing we've ever It's the grossest. This is it, guys. This is it. This is where it went. It's like five. No, this is this is the culmination of the show. Poop edging, guys. This is where it's at. This is it. No, keep going, Tom. Five days of cheese. <laughs> Then a kale smoothie. Kale smoothie. <laughs> That's it. Here it comes. It's like it's like it's like packing a musket, and then he's just like, "All right, here we go. I'm lighting the fuse." You come in the bathroom and you're just like, "I'm gonna need a squeegee." It's on the walls. It's on the walls. How's that even possible? Did you stand up? What happened? Both of them are temporary releases and feelings of pleasure. One is associated with sex and one isn't. One is sex. One is pooing. (laughs) What are you kidding me right now? Are you fucking high? Are you crazy person? <laughs> one is associated. Yeah, the one where there's <laughs> sex is associated That's with sex. The, sex part. the one where you're yeah. taking a shit is the, is is the, the other one. Shit That's, one. The, That's the other column. Oh my God. I love this so much. They are bodily functions. Oh man. Don't laugh at me. You know I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> That's perfect. You know what, Cecil? Uh, Can we pause for just a second? And I'm going to go take a. You're going to go take a. a (laughs) (laughs) This is Kerfuffle and Principal Skinner were in the closet making babies, and I saw one of the babies, and the baby looked at me. Baby looked at you? Sarah, get me Superintendent Chalmers. Thank you, Sarah. This is fucking amazing. This is from the Joe My God blog. Right wing pastor, I squished it and, and then I raised it from the dead, and then it looked at me. All right, so this is the clip. He's uh, it's Frank Almeida, and he's on uh, the uh, some program. And this is the guy who who claims he he got rid of that tsunami. Yeah, he's the one who prayed away the tsunami. But he really prayed <laughs> he away. Did, he just redirected he just, it to yeah, hit a different island it, or whatever. It to a place. <laughs> hey, kill some strangers. I know some folks yeah. over here. All right, so this is this is him. To go do the baptism. Sure. We were waiting to 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 go join the crowd and, and, and do the baptisms. And he said, well, pick me up in about 45 minutes. So I ran out on my balcony. I had my gym shorts on. It's a little chilly, but in the sun at the Dan Hotel, I'm out there like this. I put my head back and I'm meditating and saying, Lord, you're going to do something awesome for these people getting baptized. I want it to be the most awesome experience of their life. When they come up out of that water, I want the dove of the Holy Spirit to rest upon them. And, and that's how I'm praying. Very, very religious. You know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm praying very religiously. <laughs> you, know, you know when you try to be really religious and you're just like, blah, blah, blah. it's like that. Like, that's what I was doing. He was mocking his own <laughs> shit. I was all like, blah, 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 God. <laughs> He's like, got his head back. And he's like, Herman, Herman, Herman. 
fucking amaze balls. Holy shit. And all of a sudden, I feel this sting on my leg. And, 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 and you know, when you're stung and there's an, an insect, you, you do something involuntary. You don't think about it. So I went like this. Wait, you hit yourself? That's not involuntary. Like, like I want to kill whatever stung me. Like, right. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, I, I like these, like, oh, it's just I wasn't thinking about it. I have never regretted killing anything that bites me or stings me or like, fuck you. I've killed people's toddlers. When they bite me. Are you kidding me? And I looked to see what it was. And I saw this ant fall down onto a towel that I had put on the balcony so that my feet wouldn't get bit from ants on the balcony. <laughs> well, great job. <laughs> well, the, the ant was like, fuck, I can't get across that. See, it's not a picnic blanket. I'll I can't sell, make my way over I'll it. I'll sell you this towel. It keeps ants away. <laughs> <laughs> put it next to the stone that keeps tigers away. <laughs> where, I, right, where is he that it's just covered in biting ants? It's <laughs> like, yeah. I'll just put this cloth on the ground. There's no way an ant can traverse it. It'd be impossible for the ant to get across this. I put it down because ants, are, there's no way they can actually grip cloth. It's just, they sit on it like ice. They can't move. They're just spinning their little arms around. They fall over on their back. Just like they're just like turtles. Uh, like, ah, fuck. I am perplexed by your cloth. Balcony. Well, this was a smart ant. It was a Jewish ant. He crawled. <laughs> a smart I named him Yaakov. Yaakov crawled up my leg, and I whacked him. And he was laying there, and he was squirming a little bit. So half out of compassion, half out of vengeance, I took this big thumb and I went like this, as opposed to your little thumb. <laughs> this here is my little thumb. This here is my, my big, big thumb. thumb. <laughs> I use the big one for ant squishings. I use a little one to stick up a choir boy's ass. <laughs> he gives some weird extraneous yeah. details when also, he tells a also story. Also, he's like, he, he goes out of his way to name the ant before he kills it. That's a little <laughs> weird, dude. Like, you got a little, there's a little, I gave it a social so, security number and a birthday. Him, I called him Yakov, and I figured his favorite color was purple. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard him squish. I felt it crack under my thumb and a piece of it, it was two pieces. I went like this and flicked it and it went down on the towel. So, you know, case settled, assignment over, back like this. Oh, no, 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 pray. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Him and him about it. You know get it. how you idiots pray. Come on. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit speaks to me so clearly. It was, it was as clear as I've ever heard. And, and it wasn't the voice of the Holy Spirit, another theological lesson for another time. It was the voice of the Father. The Father calls me son. And the Father said, son, look at the ant. I looked down at the ant, and as I did, I saw another ant come up over the side of the towel, and it began charging directly at this ant. I mean, <laughs> it's like, come at me, bro! <laughs> What the ant the runs after is like, oh, fuck you. I told you after you slept with my wife, you'd get yours, you motherfucker. He ran across. Yakov! No! No! Why? Why? It just runs up to the guy. Francis is mad. And it, it was an ant on assignment. He was moving fast. They're all on assignment. They're ants. <laughs> like, that's their thing. 
That's like their actual thing. It's on a side. It's unfolding its tiny little orders. Is this the first time he's ever seen an ant? No, he seems fascinated what is, what by is it these. The things. queen wants me to do. <laughs> <laughs> he like you capture him the queen. He swallows his tiny orders. <laughs> You'll never find him, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Before he squished this one, it took a cyanide pill. <laughs> he went to this one and he began to pull on it and tug on it. And and it wasn't moving. And then the Lord Because <laughs> I cut it in half with my enormous thumbs. You crushed the life out of it. <laughs> That's how that works. Said to me, son, I hear the cry of an ant. Oh my God! But you don't hear the. Yeah. Think of all the other yeah. cries that yeah. your crazy God yeah. you believe in did not hear. Think about all the cries you're. Yeah, exactly. Like every, like at every moment, there's there are like thousands of kids fucking mining cobalt yeah. right now. There are like there are like fucking human beings being sex trafficked yeah, all across the it's globe. Like, People like, are starving. Yeah. There's kids with that fucking eye parasite, <laughs> and then it's just like. Well, but I've got it. It's all these ants. It's like an ant. What about Yakov, guys? <laughs> How do you want me to prioritize this? I said, oh, my God. Mm. Do you understand what happened in that moment? It was that I've always known God to be almighty. We worship him as sovereign. He's the creator. But to, And we've preached. I hear what a sparrow falls. I know, I know the number of hairs on your head. I know the thoughts of your heart before you say them. I know that when your stomach is empty... Most of the time, I don't care. I know when you're sleeping, and I know when you're awake. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I know when you have childhood cancer. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> I created you in the womb, but when the Lord Almighty, God the Father, speaks to you in Israel and says, I heard the cry of that ant, I began to weep inside of me. I don't know if I was weeping for the ant, weeping for myself. I, I just began to weep. I broke. Mm -hmm. and, and then the Lord said, son, Take your finger and touch the ant. I went like this, Judge, and the, I got I got about this far from the ant. The power of God shot out the ant that was running. Around. <laughs> that lady just sighed. That I lady know. just she sighed. was like, "Are you that fucking lady kidding me?" Like, <sighs> the ant that was running around the other ant, he just flew. The power hit him, and he went <laughs> like this. I don't know where he, he died. He got he, fucking killed. He got killed. I got his lightning bolt. Hey. You want to save an ant, you got to kill a few ants. Kill another it's very ant. Kill his best friend. <laughs> he went, but he was gone. He was airborne. Yeah, fuck him. He didn't even have a name, that motherfucker. I didn't bother to Whatever. <laughs> this is flying ants. There's somebody on the ground. It's like, what is happening up there? Is somebody popping ants like popcorn? What is going on up there? Oh, I got to get a better hotel. It's not covered in ants, too, by the way. And the other ant, it came alive. Mm. And the. Wait, oh, wait like which, which half? Which half? half right? yeah, which crushed half came alive? Oh, my God. Pieces all were together. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, like magnets. <laughs> like, like Freddy in that one movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it jumped up on my finger. They don't jump. It's. <laughs> Who's ever seen an ant jump Jumping in all the history? The, That's how are, it got on the these, towel. Are, those are those famous <laughs> jumping ants. Well, it's Mexican. Jumps. It's a Mexican jumping ant. It's just sitting there and he touches it. It's like the Terminator in Terminator 2. And it's like, like all like, right. like clumping back together. Oh, like, my God. It's all mercurized.
came up very slowly my palm. And then it high five me. <laughs> I hope it stung him again. Oh, please say it stung him. Stopped right there as if it was looking right at me. And then I squished it. <laughs> Oh my God, this story is fucking oh, amazing. God. You know what's amazing about that story, Tom, is that there's two adults wrapped <laughs> attention listening to it. And that's not us. No. There's two adults in that room listening like, oh, to that story. Comment. And they're just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah God, God pieced an ant yeah, back together. Yeah, God reforms ants when you break them. Yeah. yeah that kid in Cambodia that stepped on a landmine is fucked, but you yeah. know. Let's put that stinging ant back together. Did that, did that ant like have Amazon purchase protection on it? <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So stories from Right Wing Watch. It's Alex Jones again. Globalists use cell phones to commit silent, invisible holocaust. Invisible holocaust. If it's an invisible holocaust, do you know it's there? You need to realize if you want to talk about something that's killing millions of people, not 40 something. I, I I thought I paused it. You didn't pause I it? I didn't pause it. Oh, no. Let's start over. Holy start cow. over. No, I thought I was like, did I, I thought I, you did paused I it too. Pause I, I looked it? over at you like, what the fuck? Did I accidentally pause it? No, I didn't pause it. That's just him like taking seven seconds to say something. You need to realize if you want to talk about something that's killing millions of people, not. 40 something. <laughs> what he, he seriously like he, just, like he needed he needed he needed to get the next line from the mothership. What, what the fuck happened? His, his whole body stopped like moving. He froze. He just was like He's like How about you talk about radiation? How about we have walkouts in schools over cell towers on top of schools? How about we have walkouts over cell phone radiation? How about we have walkouts over all of that. I love I love that the evidence that they show is a printout of something from the internet. <laughs> they literally just printed a web page and then wrote on it with a pen. Yeah, you know there's not even any source on it. <laughs> and what it says on the uh, what it says on the screen here it says they say they found clear evidence that phone radiation caused the tumors in the hearts of rats which were similar to tumors in people is what's oh highlighted God. there. And like I love, I love too because like up top is it has an option to send this article to your Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> this is the evidence. But this, even if you stop and read this, it says even the top cellular radiation researchers from around the world have a hard time untethering. But as they gathered recently in North Carolina to talk about cell phone concerns and whether they really do increase the chances of developing cancer. Notice that it's just a bunch of undefined pronouns. Yeah, they never tell you who these people are or like oh they're just top. Cell phone radiation researchers. Oh, really? It's a huge industry Tom. from the cell phone. It's hard to break into. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to break into. Get away from somebody to keel over for you to take their job, right? Or use yeah. the the thumbprint scanner, yeah, you know, or the facial recognition. <laughs> and and this is again, there was so much, there was so much pushback against those kids walking out of school. So really much was, trying to man. discredit those kids yeah. walking out of school, you know discrediting them from they don't know what they're talking about because they're kids to they're being manipulated to um to this right like why can't they walk out of school for to just, some to other just reason? yeah to just being like getting shot isn't really yeah, worth not, getting worked guys, up about it's not that big a deal what about cell happens. phones yeah yeah what the fuck is wrong with you yeah 
And, 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 and all of it is every single bit of that is a deflection from the actual issue, right? right. Yep. They're too young to talk about it. Well, they're not too young to talk about it because they're not too young to get shot. Yeah. Well, it's so, like they're too young to talk about it. Okay. Well, what about the points they raised? Let's talk about those yeah, instead exactly. of talking about the people yeah. that raised them. Exactly. Right. Like, cause it's an ad hominem, right? right. That's an ad hominem to say, you can't talk about this cause you're too young. Yeah. There's something yeah, about there's something you, that's about you that makes enough. your argument right. not worthwhile. Right. And that's not true. Those yeah. there are plenty of points that they make, you know, and, and I may or may not agree with some of those points, right? But I may we, disagree. If we ignore them, we certainly don't yeah, but if we, have an opportunity have a, to even exactly, get there. Right? Exactly. And then the other one, which is they're being manipulated and we're like, well, well, if their points didn't matter, then would it matter if they're being manipulated, right? Because, you know, on the one hand, if their points don't matter, then being manipulated or their, it's of their it. own volition, yeah. it doesn't matter because their points don't matter. Even if they are being manipulated, is what they say true? Yeah. Right? Yep. Who cares if it's, if it's like, where it, yeah. is it again, still true? Because, right. again, that's another ad hominem. Right. It's another way to say that the, the, the person who's bringing you this message is flawed. Therefore, the message is the flawed. The message is flawed. Yeah. What's the fucking message? Yeah. And then the final bit here is, let's just change the subject. Now you're going to red herring. Right. Now you're like, well, nobody cares about that. Let's talk about this other it, thing. Yeah. Well, it's also like, well, that only killed 40. This kills millions. Yeah. Right. So, so you're now not, it's, don't yeah, care about this. Right. Now yeah. Don't care yeah. about this. Yeah. It's, it's that continuum. Thing, yeah. Right. Because this is what kills thousands of times what guns do every year. And this is how the globalists in this silent, invisible Holocaust are killing everybody in their plan. Have a little fucking table discipline. Jesus. Jesus. You're like walloping fucking that. Cognitive man. dissonance. <laughs> and the globalists have these Wi-Fi free retreats out in the middle of the wilderness that they're living in. A lot of the top billionaires are moving in the middle of nowhere, as I've told you, and as is now admitted. Northern Canada. <laughs> I didn't want to hear him say Canada again. It sounded like Sly Stallone a little there, didn't he? <laughs> this is a guy who like seems to record his show a lot with like gastrointestinal issues. <laughs> right? We've seen him belch his way I through mean, things. My my impression is, is that those issues never go away. Like he's just constantly it's surrounded. Just, oh, Canada. <laughs> Because that's what happened there. He like burped it out. <laughs> burped in the middle of Canada. Here we go. Northern Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Kauai, Hawaii. Tasmania. New Zealand. And you read. So the globalists are controlling the world, but they're not connected to no. it. <laughs> they don't want right? they don't want so to like connected. they have to do everything they physically to, like it's like oh i gotta go control the world i have to get up and go out of my fucking log cabin no, they don't no they don't what they do is they go <laughs> and they connect with their 2800 baud modem <laughs> well they don't do a wi-fi yeah. but they, they just have they do a, a hard line the world's connection. largest cat yeah, five hard, streaming from their private connection. jet yeah read about these wi-fi free elite resorts and wi-fi communities that are wi-fi free and they're all hardwired, hardwired. Uh, if you go to Zuckerberg's house and you look at even some of the photos, they try to control. But I've seen it. It's plugged in, plugged in, plugged in. Stop saying Jesus it. Christ, we get what plugged me in means. Why is hardwired plugged in? Hardwired plugged in. <laughs> plugged in. Because then the radiation is chained down through that. Electron chain. What the, what the fuck, fuck does, does that, that mean? mean? <laughs> the radiation's like, fuck, I can't get out of this electron chain. <laughs> the radiation. That's, that's how science is. I dare you. I dare you to take this electron chain off. I fucking dare you. I dare, I'll come at you, bro. 
take it off. There's all these radiations all chained together singing work songs. <laughs> this like, one radiation's <laughs> like, I can break these cuss. <laughs> They're like on the side of the internet superhighway picking up trash. <laughs> the radiations, the radiations in an orange jumpsuit with a pokey stick. <laughs> it is not just blasting out like a radiation bomb. That's called a bomb. <laughs> no, we just call it a bomb. <sighs> <laughs> He's a shithouse so crazy. Rat. He's so crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Environmentalism has become a religion um, or has become their, their reason for being. You know, the old joke that uh, uh, a lot of uh, environmentalists are, are like watermelons. They're green on the outside and pink on the inside. This starts from Right Wing Watch. EPA's Pruitt hears from Bible study leader that radical environmentalism is a false religion. Now, this is a reading, not a talkie. Yeah, right. Um, so this is the actual argument. This is from uh, Drollinger. Uh, Dr- Ralph Drollinger leads a weekly Bible study meeting for members of Congress, for Trump's cabinet, Jesus, and for uh, Scott Pruitt, who's let's the just EPA stop, agency. Let's just stop and think about how weird that is. I don't want to stop and think about it because like, they don't have to know it. Like some, some dude is doing a weekly Bible study meeting for people in Trump's cabinet. Yeah, that's fucking bizarre, dude. The, of all the things they've got to do in a week... They're taking their time out to have their fucking yeah. fairy tale story time. <laughs> hey, uh, we don't have like clean water. Well, I wonder what they would have said about this 2000 years ago in oh. a book written by a people that lives halfway across the world and doesn't know how to spell wheel. Yet. I, wonder, I wonder what they would have thought of it in the time of cholera. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here is his, this is his fucking argument, uh, Drollinger. And this is problematic, right? Because the EPA agency had, listens to this guy to think that man can alter the earth's ecosystem when God remains omniscient, omnipresent and omnipotent in the current affairs of mankind is to more than subtly espouse an ultra hubristic secular worldview relative to the supremacy and importance of man. I think it's the opposite. How do you mean? Well, like he's basically saying like to think that a man can alter Earth's ecosystem when God's in control is is hubristic. But I think about it the other way to think like, like how hubristic of you to think that there's some imaginary thing that's somehow protecting everything. Sure. You yeah. Right. I mean? like, that loves you. That, that loves you. And wants to set this whole that, universe yeah. in motion for your pleasure. And then and and sets everything in the entire sky along with every ecosystem on Earth. I mean. Just the very fact that we've changed these ecosystems so dramatically in the last, like, you know, hundred years. We know that humankind can dramatically affect it. Like, like the most extreme example, right? We could set off a bunch of nuclear weapons. Right, right. It would affect the fuck out of the ecosystem, yeah. right? Yeah. We could, we could drop all of them at the same time on the Amazon rainforest. Yep. There would be no more of that. Yeah. That ecosystem is donezo. So, okay. We know we can do it. Yeah. There's nothing that stops us. We also know like that we're currently doing it all over the place. The EPA head listens to this guy. That's unreal to me. That's unreal. That's unreal. And what's crazy is like the EPA head is not, 
I mean, that's, this is a guy who for years has been fighting against all the things that the EPA has been trying to do. Oh, yeah. For years and years and years, this guy has been, this Pruitt has been, you know, the arch nemesis of, of the EPA. The EPA. Yeah. Well, here, here's another example, right? So this is, this is a, this is something Drollinger shared with Pruitt and his colleagues in the cabinet. To allow fish to govern the construction of dams, endangered species to govern power plants, flies to govern hospitals or kangaroo rats homes. What? Is to miss the clear proclamation of God in Genesis. So they're saying like, in, if there's some sort of species that you want to save, you, yeah, might, you can't you build might, your dam. Or you might change how your dam is built. Right. That's not. Yeah. The, clearly they're not. I, I don't think that they're suggesting that the fish run the dam. That would, yeah. that would be kind of awesome. They're just like, sta- the they're levers just like a, are weird. The levers are weird. Yeah. There's just like this sturgeon, yeah. like standing at this fucking control panel, like, <laughs> like with a mustache and a cup of coffee. Yeah. That's like hard a hard hat. <laughs> Little orange vest on to keep falling up because he's have shoulders. Just like sighs like Monday. Like I don't know why his voice sounds kind of around his waist at this point. Because the orange vest the orange vest just slides (laughs) right off of him. There's no shoulders. So he just goes right down. So in talking about uh the politics of signing against radical environmentalists, in part because they have children. Uh, they have fewer children than those who believe in, you know, fucking until the Bible says Nonsense. stop, right? Yeah. Which is just not true because more, more and more people are coming out as atheists. So it's just, and pretty soon it's, our country is going to be, I would say in the next 30 years, our country, 30 or 40 years, our country might be starting to climb to a majority of, of atheists, people. Yeah, I think like, so. Yeah. That, that are either non-believers or that would be fucking awesome. agnostic. Yeah. That would be awesome. I'd say in the next 30 years, because the 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 rate at which it's climbing is it's pretty is pretty it's, dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty dramatic. Geometric. So his his claim is there's six million more kids um, that believe right. So they've outperformed in the fucking quiver full shit, <laughs> right? That's what he's saying. And like you know, like I, I I will say that like secular families probably do produce less yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, right. Than the you know fuck until God buys you a sure. condom group. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. So here's it. He says, those 6 million children are just now reaching voting status. Said another way, young Americans raised with a Christian worldview will soon outnumber the children of radical environmentalists by at least 6 million voters in the coming elections. Indeed, the scriptural truth that your sins will find you out will soon be realized across the country. Hopefully, the religion of radical environmentalism will soon be relegated to fringe minority status in American society. What I don't understand is there... The most religious in our society use religion as an insult. The religion, yeah, you know right. What I mean, like, like, what, wouldn't uh, you? Wouldn't you? You hold on to a, it like a religion. Yeah. yeah, you do that with your religion. Religion. <laughs> you uh, you go to you go to those environmental meetings religiously. Yeah, yeah like you are, uh, like your church service. Yeah, exactly. There, huh? It's just such a weird thing to to pick on, like to say that same thing when they like they call them sheep. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but your guy's a shepherd, yeah. right? And like, you guys your, are cool with that. Like right. you're, that's a, you yeah. Like that. Yeah. It's a whole thing for you. This is, this is a disturbing trend because, you know, one of the things that I think most secular people want is to keep religion out of the government so that it doesn't, dis, so that people with religious views like this, which I think is, are very dangerous, dangerous religious yeah, views. Yeah, yeah. Only if you like living on the earth, right? This is only dangerous if you like living on the earth. It's a horrible, a really horrible worldview to be like, 
there's nothing we can do to damage the environment. God will always fix it. It almost seems like a challenge. It really does. Right? <laughs> oh, I bet I can. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going to buy a paper mill and then I'm going to put it next to a coal yeah. mine and then I'm going to bomb them both. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run a 24-hour shift and then I'm going to fill them full of fucking motor oil and bomb them. It's like we're getting just powerful enough to wrestle with God so he'll never wrestle with us again. Because <laughs> there's a... There's a yeah. one, there's an age yeah. where you wrestle with your son and then you're done. Yep. You don't do yep. it anymore. Do you remember the last time you wrestled your dad? Uh, yeah, he fell out of his coffin and I was trying <laughs> to put him back in. Um, oh, <laughs> it's like, how it's did like, he fall out of his coffin? It's co- like, well, like just, there was a fight at his funeral. So. <laughs> Get in there. He wasn't dead yet. <laughs> He's like a jellyfish. Yeah, I'm, like, not, I'm fine. Trying to, you're trying to push him with the shovel. Right. It's like, it's like that. It's like that one family guy when he's trying to pick the frog up and slide it. And there's like a million <laughs> times of him trying to get it out of the window. I don't know. It's, anyway, so, what, but you, you remember that clearly the last time you, I, I you do. It, just, it makes dad. me laugh. I was 13, 13. And I wrestled my dad uh-huh. and I beat him <laughs> and I put him in uh, like a, a crucifix, you know? Okay. Yeah. And he couldn't breathe. And he got all panicky and shitty because, you know, he likes to breathe or yeah, whatever. whatever. And like, I let him go because I want to hurt my dad. We're just roughhousing, but I, I clearly won. And uh, he got up and he was all shaken and everything. And we never roughhoused one time never again, again after. He was like, fuck that noise. Like, uh uh-uh, uh, <laughs> we, we are done. There's an age. There's a point, though. We're at the point now where we're just like, you know what? We could kill the world. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we don't need your help, God. We don't need to tell stories about it anymore. We don't need to yeah. write down Armageddon's or write down a bunch of fucking like an, an, a big fucking goat with more horns than it has heads or less horns than it has heads or whatever. And armored locusts. We can just kill the world right now on our own. It's a choose your own adventure style. We can do it so many yeah, different right. ways. It's like yeah. it's not bio weapon. Like, well, how do you want to end this whole thing? I don't Super know, we disease, could, right? Yeah, well, let's see. Bacterial uh, infections are we, suddenly resistant to all antibiotics. <laughs> we keep going. We, like we have with so many options. Yeah. It's like it's Wi-Fi. Like- <laughs> <laughs> so we want to thank all our patrons. Of course, we want to thank our newest patrons. Loose Butthole. Ooh. Probably uses... Uh, Products from adamandeve.com. You check these glory at checkout. <laughs> you, can get, you can get yourself a, a bunch of different butt plugs. You know what you I mean? Can so you can get as loose as you want yeah, that asshole. Yeah. The thing is, is no matter how loose your butthole is, there's something that's going to fit in there tight from adamandeve.com. <laughs> glory at checkout. You get 50% off almost any item. Free sex swing and free shipping. Ted Cruz ate my son. Ooh, caliente. Chad, Dwayne, shout out for Jeff. Filling the swear jar to pay for Patreon. <laughs> nice. Kathy, Christina, Michael, Richard, and Joni. Thanks so much for your generous donations. We really do appreciate it. This last week, I was able to go uh, visit uh, Oklahoma City. You said it was pretty nice, it actually. It was a really nice... You know what? To be perfectly honest, now, I visited a couple of different places there, and there are some places that are just, like, not great. Like, as you're driving, you're like, eh, this isn't very great. But the downtown area, the Bricktown area... I got to say, I was, I thought it was nice. Like in the, I ate good food while I was out there. I got a chance to hang out with the puzzle and the thunderstorm guys. Uh, I, I hung out with Seth Andrews one evening. There was a, you know, a bunch of cool, 
uh, atheists there that were all for the atheist convention. I got a chance to meet a ton of people that listen to the show, take pictures with people. So if I met you, thanks for coming over and saying hi. Thanks for hanging out. Um, hopefully I bought you a drink. If I, I, I remember buying drinks, I remember buying drinks nice. for sure. Nice. So I'm pretty sure I bought several drinks for different people. Um, but thanks for coming by and saying hi. And that was a lot of fun to do. We got an image from James and James sends this Easter image. It's a little late, but we're going to post it. Anyway. Oh God. It is something else. Uh, so it's a nice Jesus image. We'll be posting on this week's show notes. This is episode 408. We got another image from (laughs) Elvis and it doesn't, it doesn't have, he says apropos of nothing. And that is also a part of our other show citation needed. But, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's just just a random, um, a random image that a superhero image that he sent us that we think is hilarious. So check it out. It's on this week's show notes, episode 408. Third image that we're going to post is from Aaron and it's a Trump image. It's the more I look at this, the more I, I don't know, like it is not the right I way. Like it makes stuff. me laugh, yeah. but it's fucking creepy very and weird. I don't know. Somebody spent a lot of time on that. It really did. So check it out this week's show notes. Tom, we got a message and this was sent to us. Yeah. We think it's a very important message. We're going to read it to our audience. Uh, it says uh, April 3rd, 2018. Let's discuss about it. Dear business owner of dissonancepod.com. Did you think it that your website is having so many errors? <laughs> like that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> is it possible that one's website contains numbers of errors? Yes. Numbers of the people share their rage and frustration once they get my mail. <laughs> now, I will show you the several types of broken links, pages with no meta description tag, images with no alt text, HTML validation errors, not Including, uh, <laughs> including, uh, <laughs> unique meta description, having too long title, etc. found in your dissonancepod.com. We have an expert team who can easily solve all the above problems within a second with a reasonable budget. Those, those are all together, <laughs> by the way. Problems within and a second with are both... They're both together. A second with is a great. A second with. A second with is a great, a great word. We guarantee you will see a dire <laughs> change in your Google search ranking once these are static. In case you're getting interested <laughs> with the proposal and want to get high, rank in Google, then must feel free to send me a proposal. Oh, gosh. That's amazing. I want to call that. That guy is so, so fucking Google translated. It's amazing. <laughs> We're going to post a video on this week's show notes. I don't know where they got the beginning of this video because it's kind of our tagline. It's a, it is it's kind not, of, it's kind of our thing, but uh, this is not a real Twitter account. So I don't know why. I mean, unless they changed Twitter. It's a hell of a coincidence. Yeah, it's just a really hell of a coincidence. So check this video out. It's a review of a glory hole. Um, but, when it starts out, I was just like, wait a minute. Is that is that somebody who listens non- to our show? Yeah. So uh, so check this out. I'm going to put it on this week's show notes. Luke sent it in. Thanks so much. Thank you. We're supposed to have a guest tonight, but we might have that guest next week. We're hoping that we're going to have that guest next week. There was a problem on our end this time. Um, yeah, it snowed it in snowed April. It snowed in April. <laughs> so the fuck. So we're hoping that we're going to have the guest next time, um, and that should be a good show. But we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. 
Couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.